0: Dave, is it a coincidence that now that the two of us are in these new jobs uh, over the last say two weeks that both of us are exhausted now all the time and are having a, having we're having a difficult time not working together? Is that fair? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and we're not exhausted from doing podcast
0: episodes. <laughs> that's that's that is that is true. That is true. There's, yes, we've been very busy, but not pushing new podcast episodes out.
1: That's yes, great. and that's yeah. that's why they haven't been coming out. But it's it's good stuff, though. Yeah,
0: it is good. And that uh, that panel we pushed last week that was uh, that was great. That was great. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm pleased with how that turned out. Yeah. So how are you doing?
0: Uh, tired. Tired. I'm on. Uh, I'm on the second of three consecutive weeks up here in Westford, um, trying to make sure that uh, the next version of RHEL that comes out the door is going to be something that everybody enjoys.
1: Mm, nice. So You probably have like platinum status at the 99.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For the for those who are not familiar with uh, with where we are exactly in uh, Westford, Massachusetts, almost across the street from the Red Hat headquarters is a. Uh, I don't know, Dave. Calling it a greasy spoon isn't doesn't quite capture the uh, the ambiance, right?
1: It's like a local TGI Fridays,
0: I think. It's like a yeah, it's a local local chain. Yeah. Twice the grease, though. I mean, it's like everything is kind of rubbed in ham. Yeah,
1: yeah. The way it should be.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rubbed in ham. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, how are you doing?
1: Good. Good. I got a call in thirty-seven
0: minutes, so I'm going to be talking fast. Nice. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get let's get into it, man. What do you want to talk about?
1: Yeah. So we got smartphone messes. We got flying messes. We have policy messes, and of course, Uber messes.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to those Uber messes. Those are going to be great. Those are mm-hmm. going to be great. And uh, the cutting room floor was uh, wonderful. We got a new uh, robot in our in our DG show Slack. Uh, we actually what what happened is we fixed the robot so that you don't have to tell the robot that you want to save the URLs. It just remembers the URLs automatically. So has people send clever clever web pages to each other it's automatically logged by the uh dg Showbot, and then uh, called and hand tooled by you by uh, by by you and me and mm-hmm. uh so it's a you can call it a kind of an artisanal list mm-hmm. an, art- an artisanal hand hand tooled uh list of uh, cutting room floor topics uh, which includes a uh, hipster barbie uh hipster fedoras hipster firewood uh the 1976 NASA graphics manual and I can't mm-hmm. get, really can't get much more hipster than that. Anyway, a whole lot of hipster, a whole lot of hipster in the cutting room floor this week. Nice. Yeah.
1: Where, where should people go to get to that, uh,
0: uh, to get to all those links? Yeah, they should go to, uh, HTTPS, uh, DG Uh, that's D is in tired G is in of life, uh, show.org. Nice. Nice. All right. So, you know, what, uh, uh, one bummer now that I'm hanging around Westford so much uh, is uh, I can't pull out my uh, can't pull out my Apple gear without uh, without getting getting uh, having people give me a hard time. Yeah,
1: um, you
0: get the stink I, eye. Yeah. yeah, I get the stink eye, which stands to reason. I mean, we we do after all ship a a, a workstation, which which I am now using and, and mm-hmm. enjoying. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, you have got some Apple news here, Dave.
1: Yeah. So with the iOS nine, um, they're adding ad blocker capabilities. So that that seems pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, that that does yeah. sound interesting. Well, I mean, everybody, everybody, pretty much everybody is has ad blocking capabilities, or, or having ad blocking capabilities makes it easy. What what's what's special about Apple shipping that?
1: Yeah, and and for a lot of people, I think some people are freaking out. I don't know if it's warranted, but just I, I guess to do a reality check, it's it seems to be with Safari. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could do like an add-on uh, to add like ad block uh, to it, um, and and so that's cool. You know, I I think that's good. I've been doing that for years with Firefox on Android. Um, I know that on Chrome, uh, from my experiences, you you can't do add-ons like Adblock Plus at all, like any kind of add-ons with Chrome for mobile. So that's why I've been really enjoying uh, Firefox with that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I wonder, too, if this is a... Um, if there's an ulterior motive that Apple's doing, or is this like a, like a Steve Jobs, we're not going to implement Flash because Flash is buggy and all that? Because you, you think about all the security vulnerabilities that come through ads as far as uh, you know, third parties sticking in JavaScript or something that could take over your device or something. Um, what do you think?
0: I, well, I think in, in one stroke, uh, Apple satisfies two animating principles. The first being a pleasant user experience and the second being screwing Google. Uh, yes. So I think if they can do both of those at the same time, then everybody goes home happy, right?
1: Um, yeah. Well, speaking of that, and I'll have to add this to the show notes. Did you know that Apple just came out with an Android app?
0: Really? What What does it uh, What does it do?
1: Allow you to move migrate everything to iCloud. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I think that validates your first uh, your, your one of your premises there. So. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, so you heard about this, uh, this kid in Texas, uh, this kid yes. in Irving, Texas, um, yes. made a, made an electronic clock, uh, went to school super proud, thought he was going to mm-hmm. get a, uh, thought he was going to get a gold star, uh, mm-hmm. or a grape job sticker or something like that. And uh, yeah. instead he, uh, he ended up in jail. Yeah. Poor kid ended up in jail. Yeah. Terrible. And uh, well, I need to tell you that. It, well, firstly, nine years old, mm-hmm. um, which should have been a clue that it probably wasn't a bomb or dangerous or anything. Um, but it, it does need to be said that the kid had a Muslim name uh, and that and it's hard to imagine that didn't have something to do with uh, mm-hmm. the insane paranoid response uh, that this kid got for bringing this piece of electronics to school.
1: Well, did you, did you see the picture? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, did. I mean, he, he looked like really shifty wearing his NASA T-shirt. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right.
1: You know, I'm just thinking Lauren has like a couple of those NASA T-shirts. And and so it's like, all right, shame, shame on those people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Really terrible. Um, and, uh, and Eric, uh, Eric got us gave us a link to, um, there's actually a bunch of folks who have pitched in to help him. I know I saw that the, uh, for instance, like the open source initiative, uh, gave him a free lifetime membership. Um, I think there's a bunch of people putting, uh, putting money together to get him a college scholarship, stuff like that, which is great. Um, but really, can't uh can't undo the damage done of like taking an enterprising kind of stem-minded kid and uh throwing him in jail for being clever that's just uh that's just awful
1: just awful. Yep. Yep. yeah 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 so so in other news i saw there's like an article talking about uh inexpensive smartphones becoming uh more and more popular in the united states so Um, As the phones get faster and faster and and good enough, like 60 bucks, you can get a pretty good smartphone. And uh, um, and so what happened was uh, so one of the things though that came out was uh, uh, Huawei uh, was saying that uh, that uh, they are being frozen out uh, by the U.S. market and and blaming that it uh, that a lot of it to uh, things like the House Intelligence Committee issuing a report that. Uh, Chinese intelligence services could potentially use like uh, ZT's equipment and Huawei's equipment uh, for spying. And then Huawei dismisses the allegation as being little more than an exercise for China bashing. Um, and then I went on to see another article that talks about 20 uh, more than 20 Chinese Android smartphones models uh, come preinstalled with malware.
0: <laughs> right. So 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 when you say that uh, Chinese phones are are subject to surveillance uh, surveillance threat uh, by the state, uh, you're you're only two words off from being correct. Mm
1: hmm. Yep. Yeah. 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 And and uh, of the phones listed, Huawei was one of them. Um, but to be fair to all of the people that got called out, all the manufacturers and the handsets, um, they were saying that the the malware wasn't pre-installed by the uh, the vendor, it was more of uh, middlemen as part of the distribution channel. So um, I don't know if it goes through like some warehouse somewhere, and then um, the you know that the middleman um, enhances the uh, the phones with malware for the end users or what they
0: do. Right. Or like or like Verizon and Sprint, right? They'll they'll add their own crapware on top of the regular distribution. You know, so possibly. Like, yeah. So like a, on my AT T phone here, I can't delete the entirely. Irrelevant AT and maps, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, just uh, terrible. I, it's. I mean, this issue of like, uh, this issue of securing the supply chain for software. I mean, this is this is a recurring theme, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it's not just about uh, like looking at your looking at the software you've got and making sure that it's you know compared against a signature and it's the software that you expected it to be, right? The, the app stores ostensibly take care of all that stuff, uh, but it's that tracing it's getting the provenance of the software all the way back to the person who wrote it and kind of that that very very fragile chain of trust is uh, I mean that's a hard problem it's a hard problem
1: mm-hmm. yep yep speaking of uh violations um there was some uh uh ransomware that came out for android i don't know if you saw that no no no, no. uh tell me more yeah so this is um i, I guess pornographic uh, uh, software or the promise of, of pornography, uh, if people install it. Uh, but whenever you install it, the permissions that it says that it's going to, to, uh, take over, one of them is your lock screen. The other thing is your camera. And so, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I guess people start to, they want to, you know, uh, pull down the app, install it, start enjoying the software. And what it does is it'll take your picture and then, uh, it'll, lock the screen saying that, oh, you need to, uh, hey, we took your picture. Here's your picture. Here's an FBI, um, uh, quote unquote, FBI uh, uh, warning saying that the FBI is fining you $500 uh, payable through PayPal. I didn't know FBI had a PayPal account um, (laughs) for their for their fine processing. Um, But until you uh, uh, pay the $500, your screen remains locked and and it'll even uh, survive. Um, uh, reboot processes or, or anything like that. So you can't even like take it over in the, in the uh, uh, pre-boot process. Like, I don't even know if you could boot into like safe mode, but one of the, pro- one of the ways that it got in though was um, because like you're talking about provenance, it was uh, uh, this was through uh, like, if you install apps that are not signed um, this was one of them. So you actually
0: had to go in and explicitly say, Oh, I've got to turn that off to install it. Uh, okay, right, 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 right. Because it probably because an app like that wouldn't make it through the app store review process, so you'd have to sideload it or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hope yeah. And hopefully, you know, I, I wouldn't call that I don't know how rigorous the review process is. I would love to know that. Um, but I, I could also imagine because we've seen malware slip through um, on on the uh, app stores as
0: well. But it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Well, I mean, the first clue that this was not genuine should be the fact that the you know, the FBI notice pops up on your phone. Like, there, there's no way the FBI is that efficient. Um, yep. <laughs> where they can serve a warrant like that. And yeah, probably don't accept PayPal. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we need to talk to the FBI about uh, Red Hat Mobile and and uh, integrating with uh, payment <laughs> systems. And that's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In this case, it was a fraud, but actually it's probably a pretty good idea. So here's the yeah, pitch. Yeah. A yeah. <laughs>
1: business idea for you. Let's do a demo here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah speaking see. of the FBI, um, mm-hmm. there was, um, a quote of the week here. Um, I guess, uh, FBI director James Comey is out on a public relations tour. Um, you know, cause there's, um, basically the, you know, everybody like them coming from the position of we need to have government backdoors to be able to you know, do law enforcement because of mm-hmm. the, the child molesters and terrorists. Um, and then there are other people on the other side saying that, well, mathematically, that's impossible to um, come up with a backdoor that only go- the good guys can go through. Mm-hmm. And so uh, one of the quotes from him was um, from a government side, our responsibility is to talk to folks and explain to them. We're not maniacs. The FBI is not an alien force imposed on the American people.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, that reminds me that reminds me of a show I enjoyed once.
1: Yeah, it, X-Files is coming back on January 24th.
0: So, <laughs> so mm-hmm. this, this whole thing is an elaborate press stunt for mm-hmm. David Duchovny and, uh, and Gillian Anderson, right?
1: Yeah, Chris <laughs> Carter, all those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he went on to say... Um, I've heard from a lot of folks it's too hard. And my action my reaction to that is really
0: have we really tried have we really tried Here he's talking about the uh the encryption thing where we yes. need encryption backdoors, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, have we have we tried have we if by really tried you mean uh created, you know, hundreds of years of history in math research? Yes, we have really tried. <laughs> <And> then, <God.
1: laughs> Yeah. Well, I would think there, if somebody would have solved it, it would be a, a great billion dollar idea, maybe.
0: Um, That's right. That's right. And it's yeah. a little bit like asking, like, well, we can't get a unicorn. Well, have we really tried to get a unicorn? Have we really put our back into this effort? Yeah.
1: yeah. Have, have you ever seen that video on YouTube called The Expert? No. Oh, yeah. So you have to see it. It's like seven minutes long. Um, I put a link in the show notes to it, and it's it's just basically – it's – Totally, like, uh, like every sales meeting that you've been in, where somebody wants something that is like impossible, and it is just totally hilarious. Where it's like, I want seven parallel, uh, seven lines all perpendicular to each other. <laughs> and I need three red lines that are invisible. And you know, and it just <laughs>
0: what,
1: what's so hard here? So it, it reminds me a lot of this this conversation. That's great. Great. Yep. And I got some more uh, backdoor news for you. Um, yeah,
0: please.
1: Did you hear about the TSA master keys?
0: No, but I think I'm gonna like this.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know how like like people are advocating for backdoors, so the government can like get into. Prevent, you know, uh, you know, from terrorists and crafty terrorists and uh, mm-hmm. ninth graders or, or nine year old kids, uh, <laughs> right. you know, it, it, they need to examine your clocks if you want to put it in. in a, So so you got your luggage. The only way that you could put a lock on your luggage is using one of those uh, TSA approved locks, which right. has a key for you. And it has a key for the TSA to be able to open up right. um, winds up that that um, the New York Times or no wait it's a Washington Post. Um, they did a story and they took a picture of the master keys or somebody took a picture of the master keys, put them on the website, the yeah. pictures. And and so I think we've talked about this before, is that you can actually take a photograph of a key and turn that photograph into a physical key. Um, yeah. So um, the uh, the all of the TSA master keys are now um, they're, uh They are publicly available. They're on GitHub. And they are 3D printable. <laughs> so you you could 3D print. You can go to GitHub, pull down the, the 3D uh, models, and print your own uh, mastery keys.
0: So, like, that's embarrassing for the TSA, obviously, um, and a great illustration of why backdoors are a terrible idea, right? Because they, they are so fragile. Um, mm-hmm. But also, like, it's not like anybody was putting their life's work inside a TSA-approved lock or behind a TSA-approved right. lock, right? Like, the... The TSA the, the TSA approved lock is really just meant to deter kind of like casual pickpockets or
1: yeah. uh, or TSA. Crafty right. baggage handlers or yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So still, yeah, backdoors are terrible. Yeah. Really Although sometimes you don't even need a backdoor, apparently, according to this Uber thing. Yep, yeah, yeah
1: Yeah. So um yeah, the, I I think they've fixed this now, but their ride data was publicly accessible through Google and <laughs> that's
0: great. yeah was it just a few months ago we were talking about how all of their lost and found data was in a publicly accessible google doc right
1: mhm yeah yeah so this was uh so like you know you you go into uber and then you share your ride with somebody um and then so it sends a link to them saying that oh hey uh third party um this person is is in uber right now and here's their Um, here's where they are, here's where they're headed. You can track their ride and everything. Um, and, and you, you can see it on that link, but it wound up that, uh, Google was able to index all of those links. (laughs) And so you could do, you could do searches like particular URLs and everything, and it would show a map, uh, of the route, the pickup destination, um, the, the first name of the rider and the driver, uh, the driver's photo, the make and model of the car and the license plate number of the driver.
0: Yikes. Uh, yeah. So this was an Uber mistake, right? Like they screwed up.
1: Um. Yeah, no, 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 no. The Uber spokeswoman uh, said that this is not a data leak. We have found that all these links have been deliberately shared publicly by riders. Uh, protection of user data is critically important to us, and we're always looking for ways to make it even more secure. So because, so let's think about this, because the rider shared uh, said, "Hey Uber, share this link with somebody else." Um, they are saying that, "Oh, well, if that information goes public, then that's not our fault. You insisted that it would be public."
0: Right. Well, and also, never mind the fact that then now the rider is putting the driver's data um, out there when when they may not uh, mm-hmm. when that may not have been the intent, right? Yes. Um, yes.
1: And also, I mean, couldn't. Uber just fix it by, hey, let's not let this data be indexable by Google.
0: Right, right. Or or even, like, I, I'm not quite sure why it has to be publicly accessible through Google, right? They, I mean.
1: Yeah, well, it's just a search robot, search in uber.com, and it slurped mm-hmm. up all those URLs. So can you, you, number one, that's probably, like, have that URL self-destruct after, you know, so so much amount of time after the
0: ride is over um you know i i think that's one way to do it yeah just i mean it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible and they're a terrible company yeah
1: yeah and you know about like and this reminds me too of like the google photo sharing like whenever you go to share a link um they're able to you know, they, it was an interesting article where they talk about how it's like, well, basically this crazy long URL is pretty good as, is, is, it's pretty much as good as like a, a symmetric uh, password, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, everybody has a password because nobody's going to be able to guess what that link is. Um, and so even if you, you know, to, to like, you know, the, because it was so complex and everything. Um, so I would think that they could employ something like that as well to make it really hard, like make the URL, like some really crazy long string that, uh, but what do I know <laughs>
0: That's right. more than Uber that much, I mean, that much I can tell you on the other yeah. hand, uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, Uber's Uber does apparently have smart people or at least can afford to buy smart people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, cause they, uh, because uh, they bought up that whole Carnegie Mellon self-driving car research facility, right? Uh, they did, yep. went into the partnership, and then they liked the scientists so much that they ended up buying them outright, robbing Carnegie Mellon of all this research talent, uh, and then Carnegie Mellon took them to court, and then what happened after that?
1: Um, I, they started a foundation for $5.5 million with Carnegie Mellon. Okay,
0: okay. So the so the price of poaching off of research institutions with which you have a partnership, price tag on that's about $5.5 million. Yep. Right, yep. paid for by people who are having their privacy uh, invaded by the same company. Yeah, it's great. Garbage. It's a garbage company. I've said it many times. You know what else is garbage? The airlines. The airlines, specifically this week, American Airlines. Yeah, and not just because of the uh, seat selection they gave me on the ride up to Boston <laughs> this week. Uh, they are uh, American Airlines is a garbage company this week um, because there was a uh, there was an AA flight to Hawaii, my home state. That's a long trip, Dave. That is a mm-hmm. long time in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you always kind of assume that the FAA has, has some kind of control over uh, kind of the upkeep of the plane, uh, or at least is like making sure that, you know, all the uh, T's are dotted and the I's are crossed when, when it comes to when it comes to safety, especially on a long haul flight like that. Um, American Airlines somehow found a way to fly an uncertified airplane to Hawaii. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Meaning like the plane was not, you know, nobody had signed off on like, yes, this thing is allowed to go over vast bodies of water for eight hours at a time. Um, yeah. That's a checkbox and that box was not checked. And yet American Airlines saw fit to uh, take, what, 300 people on a on a trip to uh, on a trip to Hawaii you know?
1: hmm. in it. I wonder if they got
0: like free drink tickets or something. <laughs> <laughs> once they were on the ground, hopefully. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or during, I don't know. <laughs> That's right.
0: That's right. What do you suppose that announcement was like, okay, everyone, I don't want you to panic. Uh, but, uh, the flight was not certified for overwater flight. Uh, so I just need everybody to stay real still until the plane lands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no nice. sudden movements. Anyway, hopefully, well, hopefully the, hopefully all the airlines will get replaced by drones soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there, uh, so n- Speaking of drones, uh, so the North Dakota police, um, they will be free to use less than lethal uh, weapons uh, from the air. Um, and thanks in big part to uh, a lot of the, the, the big drone lobbyists.
0: So what is less than lethal?
1: Mm-hmm. So um, so it's, <laughs> it sounds harmless, right? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not so lethal. Have, it's less than that.
1: Yeah. So you have these drones flying around. Um, they can have rubber bullets. Pepper spray, tear gas, sound cannons, and tasers, and, and preferably, and
0: preferably all of those at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> uh, it, I wonder if North Dakota's got a problem they don't want to talk about.
1: <laughs> well, I think what's happening is is that if you talk to the the Chamber of Commerce or um, uh, the Grand Forks uh, Regional Economic Development Corporation and uh, um, the sheriff's deputy and all that, um, it's all about economic development. And so uh, if you're trying to stimulate industry in your state, you don't want things that could have a potentially chilling effect on dr- drone manufacturers.
0: Right. Right. So like so in other words, like the big Las Vegas idea for North Dakota is heavily armed drones. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. I, I accuse, I hereby accuse North Dakota of having a lack of imagination on the economic planning front. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is, this, I I don't even understand the angle for the drone manufacturers. Like, is this, how, like, how was this a problem? And why was this a problem in North Dakota? Um, yeah. Well, I can
1: imagine like, if they want to sell expensive drones to police uh-huh. forces and all that, and it's like, Hey, we'll put um, rubber bullets and you know, guns, you know, uh, Gatling guns with rubber bullets in them and mm-hmm. uh, and all this stuff um, they could sell it but um, And probably what they would say is it's the drone manufacturer said hey I'd love to come to your state, but it's like and and set up and get up create all these jobs for you guys But I can't do that if uh, if I don't have any customers for this. So uh, we need to have some legal presence so if if the state becomes the um, the uh, the poster child for Uh, Why you want to have uh, less than lethal drones, Um, you know, they they need to be drinking their own champagne is the Chamber of Commerce uh, point of view.
0: I guess that's true. So again, but this also presupposes that like a serious amount of manufacturing is going on in North Dakota drone wise, lethal, less than lethal drone wise. Right. And how is like that can't be the case. Right.
1: Like, like they're going to buy the rubber bolts from China or, or,
0: uh, well, well, I guess, I guess there's that or, uh, or, I mean, imagine the North Dakota economic planning council or whatever, like their angle is, well, we're going to get a factory with, uh, with, Mm -hmm. you know, 250 highly skilled people in there assembling Gatling guns. I mean, that's, that's their gamble. Uh Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not going to happen.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: I, th- I think at core, like I think if you peel back all the layers on the onion, what you're going to find is like somebody who just thought it would be super awesome to have a galling gun on a drone, and they were willing to move heaven and earth to make that happen.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that goes back to the cutting room floor. I don't know if you saw it. There's – you know how you have these remote-controlled drones that you can fly around yourself? Um, mm-hmm. There's a guy – I don't know if you saw it. He did uh, a 54-propeller drone that he flies around himself.
0: Yeah, it was like a that, – that reminded me of a – it was like a 54 rotor version of that tiny little helicopter that James Bond uses in Goldfinger. Yes. Right. The, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah, that it's guy that fun. did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's like, you know what? I got this hovercraft that I built here out of uh, 54 drones. Like maybe, you know, all I need is uh all I need is a gallon gun.
1: That's, mm-hmm.
0: that'll, that'll round this out nicely. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, Um, California is also in the news too. I don't know if you saw about, uh, the new driver's license that they're working on.
0: Oh no. What's that all about?
1: Yeah. They want to, uh, you know, the, the whole effort behind like real ID and everything. Um, they want to do enhanced driver's licenses, uh, where they're going to put RFID tags in them.
0: So, okay. So, but the thing with RFID tags is that they were, they read like 30 feet away. You can read an RFID tag. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Yep. Why that's, why would you, why would you want that? Because you
1: can, and imagine you could set up like a beacon and just like how you do the license plate readers, you could just have a beacon that reads uh, RFIDs. And, and I guess at the 11th hour, um, the legislator, uh, legislature stripped away the privacy protection. So um, the only thing that uh, privacy protection you're going to have is that if you could put it in an RFID, um, like a, a sleeve, that will block the RFID readers. Crazy. This is crazy. Which isn't perfect.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I actually, this is similar to, there's also RFID chips in the, um, in the passports as well, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember you can go to, I think on YouTube, you can see videos of like people who have microwaved their passports in order to disable the RFID chip. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could do the same thing for your California driver's license. But like, what's the, but what, what's the game here? Like, I, I guess it's, I guess it's beacons, right? It's, uh, it's getting the minority report experience at the DMV. Yes. Yes.
1: Or imagine a police officer pull somebody over. They could scan them from without even leaving the cruiser and oh, find right. out that, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is a felon. And I need to I need to, uh, um, you know, call for backup. Right. Right. Maybe a fair thing, but I would still say I would I would be like
0: figure out a different way to do it. I don't know. Right, because the only way to do that is to compromise the security Everybody's. and privacy of yeah of tens of millions of people. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: We're, they're okay. just not trying hard enough. We, we,
0: <laughs> that's right. They're not trying hard. They're obviously not trying hard enough. That's right. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, hear some folks who are trying hard enough. Uh, yeah. So you know, you and I have spoken about the U.S. Digital Service in the past, and the uh, yes. and the and the good people at 18F. Mm-hmm. uh, bringing some of their, some of their, uh, DevOps and, uh, artisanal handcrafted, uh, software over to, uh, mm-hmm. over to the federal government. Well, uh, the DOD is standing up a, what they call the force of the future. And, nice. uh, yeah. And, uh, that's basically like the DOD version of that. Um, and so what's, what's interesting about this for me is, uh, the, the notion that, you know, whenever the DOD wants to do something innovative or do something kind of very interesting, mm-hmm. uh, in every case, what the DOD has to do is like lift restrictions or like take rules away, right? So DARPA mm-hmm. as an example, um and uh, Force of the Future, probably exactly the same thing, right? Um they're gonna have to figure out a way to let these uh let these cool kids uh use uh you know, Macintosh, right? That's, yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah exactly yeah and then sharepoint right Uh yeah
0: yeah exactly and also you know another i think an important component of the whole 18f u.s digital service mission is the uh is also like how diverse that group is um like there is a uh that is a seriously kind of not just like ethnically but also like gender diverse i mean it's in fact there may even be more women than men who work at 18f i'm trying to think if that's actually true or not but anyway close it's a Um, much closer balance than you would expect elsewhere.
1: Above Um, average.
0: Above average. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I wonder if they'd be able to pull off the same thing at DOD, um, given the mission and the culture over there. Um, And that actually leads me to the the next question. It's like, so if you think the DOD is kind of male- is male heavy, right. Uh, balance. Well, they,
1: got <laughs>
0: they got Gatling guns, Gatling guns. Yeah. Right. And they didn't even need special legislation. They're just allowed to do it whenever they want. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so the, so this article, uh, that, a uh, good, that a friend of the show, Matt, my CNA also sent over, uh, it says that uh, Silicon Valley is actually more biased against women than the U S Navy.
1: Yep. Which Not is quite surprised. a
0: feat. Uh, yeah. like if you're, if you, if you are more misogynistic or, uh, uh, if, or hostile towards women than the U S Navy, then you are trying hard enough. Like they are mm-hmm. really trying. Right. Um, yeah. So So you can throw that on the pile along with all the other failings of, uh, of Silicon Valley culture is terrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, with, uh, Lauren being interested in computer science and everything, it's like, I, in on one hand, I see that being like awesome as far as like, she's gonna have no shortage of opportunities, but on the other side is, hopefully the environments that she goes into will be, um, uh, welcoming.
0: Yes, no, that's right. That's right. Um, and that's hard, you know, and especially now that I'm back in a position of like being a people manager, um, I'm now reminded, um, and I kind of of have to refresh my commitment to that where it, that stuff doesn't just happen. Um, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen through like benign neglect, like, um, like as a manager, you have to, uh, go out of your way in order to create an environment that, um, that is, uh, encouraging of, and, and kind of like empowering of not just, not just men and women, but also, you know, uh, different ethnicities, different nationalities, things like that. And that's like, that takes work. You have to do that on purpose. Um, it doesn't just happen by accident. Um, and it doesn't mm-hmm. happen because you're, uh, kind of feigning blindness, right. it has to be, uh, has to be intentional. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'll get off my soapbox. Oh, I should also get off the phone too, Dave, cause you get your call coming up here soon.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, we also speaking of dysfunction. Um, one last thing that we got here is about mm-hmm. the congressional polarization visualized from. Uh, oh, Eric so Morrissey. good.
0: Yeah, Eric sent that over. That was so good. It was so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially in light of, uh, as we were recording this last night, was the uh, was the Republican debate um, or one of those what is that one of those Republican debates and uh, talk about your polarization. Uh, yep. I heard uh, that's a that's a polarizing experience. You can put mm-hmm. it that way. Um, but yeah, this visualization is amazing um, because it really does uh, it make it it illustrates in a very clear way um, exactly how polarized we've grown since I guess it's like World War II on the scale. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, well, Dave, you got to get your you got to get on the phone here, and uh, and I got to go to my next meeting too. Um, yes,
1: and you you need to watch that uh, the expert video. Take take seven minutes and do that for your next meeting. Um, so. <laughs> okay. I add will. some context. So, um, to be able to get to that link, where, where does everybody need to go?
0: Uh, they could go a number of places, um, but if, but if, but if I were you, I would go to uh, dgshow.org. show.org. Uh, that's mm-hmm. D as in drone, uh, G as in Gatling gun. Nice. All right.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Gunner, and thanks everybody.
0: Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>